If you are a businesswoman working to amplify your six and seven figure business from success to significance, then you know it's not just about the right strategies or the right tactics. It's more and more about high caliber people around you, your team, your collaborators, and advisors that can open doors for you and widen your reach. Welcome to your Circle of Influence podcast with your hosts, Dr. Monica Ogando and Amy Walker. Welcome to your Circle of Influence podcast. I'm your co-host, Amy Walker. I am Dr. Monica Ogando. And today we are having part two of the conversation about your strengths and weaknesses um, because, you know, it would have been way too long to do it all in one. But what we want to cover in this segment is we talked about, you know, the root of your uh, weaknesses being sometimes buried in strengths. Sometimes things need to go in the grace pile. But today we want to talk about how this shows up in your leadership. How do you bring this into you running your company? And, you know, where are you stifling growth because you're not embracing the strengths? And maybe where are you slowing growth because you're trying too hard to lead from weakness? So this is going to be a good one. I'm excited. All right. So where do we begin? First, let's talk about the things that feel hard. Talk about Mm -hmm. the things that feel hard. Why do they feel hard? So let me give you an example of what I mean by that. Um, If I am creating an event in my company uh, or putting a project together, et cetera, I'm really good about even talking about or planning the pieces. I want this, I want that. I want us to try this thing. Then we send this out, like the flow chart, the whole thing. However, don't trust me to do it. I can, I can line item all of the most minute granular details, do this, do that, and then this is due, and then that's the But the actual doing of it, get fire Monica. She, she, that's not her ministry. Mm-hmm. And when I do it, because I have done it before, it is a huge energy drain, not only on me, because I feel bad about it, I'm not good at it, but it's also sucks the energy out of the room for my team, because they're like, oh, here she comes. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yes. So um, I want to give a I want to give a story. So you and I had talked about this a little bit in pre-planning. I was raised by three different moms. So my mom, my grandmother, my stepmom, not all at the same time. And so when I got married, I took created this definition of wife and mom that was like my mom's greatest traits, my grandmother's greatest traits, my stepmom's greatest traits, put them all together. And that was my standard. Mm-hmm. And I am bad at all the things that they're good at. <laughs> and so I created this in my early years before I figured this out, I created this very stressed out version of like, this ideal of being a perfect wife and mom, but Mm -hmm. in reality, I wasn't really great at it. So Mm -hmm. one example is 
my family loves having gatherings, like getting a bunch of people together, family, friends, parties, right? Mm -hmm. I have, and the Walker family holds many a party at our house where we will have 40 people over just all hanging out, having a good old time. Mm -hmm. I have learned that I need to like not think about them. I set them on the calendar and then I plan it the day of. I'll give myself like three hours to throw it all together. And that works because then I'm not stressed out. We're not, you know, there's not some big minute plan. Like we're just going to get together. We're going to have fun. And it always comes together. Mm. When I try to do it the way that my, my, you know, nebulous family does, which is everything has a plan and there's all these little details. Cause that's the thing. They're great at details. So there's like fun little candy that's sprinkled on top of a fun tablecloth that gets brought out every birthday Mm -hmm. and you get the birthday tablecloth and you know, you have the birthday Mm -hmm. pillowcase that you get to have for the whole week of your birthday. Like there's so many little details, right? Like they create amazing details to create an amazing experience, but I am not a detail person. I am a big picture person. So I can can create momentum and fun and energy, but I cannot handle details. And when I try to hold myself accountable to details, nobody even like my family does not even want to have people over because I've been such a miserable beast to be around planning <laughs> up to it because I've been paying attention to all these details that are not in my skill set. Yes. So where that shows up in my business is I am a really creative, innovative thinker. Mm-hmm. And I have to surround myself with people who can complete the tasks like you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it is, it's no fun. You know, like if, if I have to be the one who manages all the timelines, the deadlines, the details, the technology, the processes, then we're, we, it's going to be slower. It's going to be harder. It's a battle to get there. And by the time we get to the win, it's not even, we don't even want to celebrate it because it was a miserable experience to get to the win. Right. Exactly. And there are people who have the opposite problem. For mm-hmm. example, I have a client who was great freelancing as a virtual assistant. She was awesome mm-hmm. at it because, because she, her zone of genius are all the things that we say that we're not good at, right? She, so she's yeah. great with the details. She's great with putting pieces together and getting granular with it, et cetera, et cetera. But that is not their skill for running a business about virtual assistants. Yeah. And so she needed to bring somebody in such as an influencer circle, such as, you know, your circle of influence mastermind, which are like the advisory board of people who can look at your business from a big picture thing. They're not in the details of it. And they're not, they don't have a, a financial or emotional, um, like, oh, I got to say the right thing or else I'm going to get fired or, you know, it, there, there's mm-hmm. nothing like that. It's just pure um, looking out for your best interest. And so to have someone like that, either in the advisory board capacity or to actually hire a CEO, Mm-hmm. So that you can then be, even though you're the founder, but you can be then the COO, the operational officer, so that you can be yeah. in the inside of it because that's your zone of genius. That's your ministry. And when she did that, her business took off. She was like, it feels weird not being the CEO of my own company. And I, and I always said to her, it's not what you, it's not what you get credit for is what you can control. And so when mm-hmm. you can, when you can control the, the ins and outs of it, that's your zone of genius. That's where you shine. And that's how you elevate the value of your company. I love it. Okay. So I want to ask two questions and help our listeners go through this and we can go through this as well. Uh Um, The first question is, where are you diminishing your zone of genius because you feel like it's too much? Um, So for example, I, in my business right now, um, I 
And because I don't have at this moment in time, I don't have enough support structure in place for me to implement all of my ideas. I have ideas that I know would win that we're not doing because mm -hmm. we don't have enough infrastructure to implement it. So mm -hmm. that's a place where I feel like I am that idea space, that creative thinker. It's a little bit, I, I'm, I'm, putting the brakes on myself a little bit. It's like my inner creator is um, in a cage and I let her out to play <laughs> sometimes, but then I make her come back inside. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. So what about for you? Where is like your zone of genius? Where do you have the brakes on just a little bit because you feel like it might be too much? Uh, I am a teacher at heart and a philosopher at heart, you know, and so I can go into a workshop, facilitate a meeting, etc. And I don't have to have an outline. I don't have to have a script. Um, I can I can literally sense what needs to happen. I don't know how to document that. I don't know how to make it that into a formula. It's it's what I was born with, and I can walk in there and 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 make something happen because I've also trained myself with some tools and some skills, right? Mm -hmm. However, those skills that feel so amorphous and that look so you know unquantifiable are even more powerful with a structure underneath it. Mm -hmm. And so where I've been shying away from is actually, um, there, there are some things that can be documented. There are some things that can be formulated. There are things that can be systematized. And I've not done that because I'm like, oh, but it's just, yeah, I just gotta go in there and flow with it. It's like, no, not all the time. There are some things that can be duplicatable and you're just not exercising the discipline to put it down on paper. Mm, that's good. Okay. I thought of another one. Okay. This one's, this one's pretty big because it leads into a little bit of my leader leadership hesitation, which I admittedly have. And I know we'll get into that at another, that's a whole nother conversation for a whole nother episode. But I, one of my strengths is I am very, very, very accountable. I have high levels of personal accountability for how I think, how I feel. Mm -hmm. I take ownership for all the results that I produce or don't produce. Like I am highly accountable. Yep, I and I sometimes um, am holding back that same level of standard from the people around me Ooh. because... I am taking accountability for their stuff, you know, because it's my company. So yeah. It's like I, I really want to, as I was been thinking about like my, my team and where we're going, mm -hmm. I would love to be surrounded by people who will take a high level of ownership and accountability just like I do. Yes. But if I'm going to do that, I got to pass that on and the thought process behind it. And part of the reason why I think I've been hesitant around that is because a lot of what I do sounds pretty weird and it's kind of spiritual. It's kind of like woo woo. And you know, I've, I've had this like boundary of you don't have to think like I think or believe like I believe in order for us to work together. And I haven't passed on everything that I know, which is incredibly powerful. It's almost like I'm, I'm holding out the best part of how I create success from my own team instead of giving it all to them. And yeah. like they can take it or leave it, but I want the accountability. Well, that's, that's a culture making conversation. And see, mm -hmm. and here's what I want to say now um, to the audience is I hope that you get that we're not opening our, our guts up and dissecting each other for, for just, you know, self-absorbed navel gazing. 
But, right. but the point is that when you get to a certain level of leadership, there's a certain level of, um, to your point about accountability, there's a certain level of authentic transparency is the beginning of transformation, right? Which is one of yeah. our values. And, that, and, and we want to be able to lead by example in that way too. Like if I can dissect myself this way, then I'm opening up, creating permission for other people to do the same. And so that, that brings me to the point about culture building with you, with your, what you're saying, Amy, is that that same level of accountability that you have, you want, what I'm hearing you saying is that I want to translate that from just a personal character trait to yeah. a way we do things. That's just how we run it here. This is part of our family. It's part of our structure. It's part of our culture. It's how we run it. Mm-hmm. And, and that requires conversations, but it also requires a lot of practice because yep. sometimes what one person thinks is accountability, another person thinks it's fault finding. And we, we have to fine tune our definitions so that people know that we're all operating from the same sheet of music. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 I love it all. Um, and it really is a powerful thing to be able to look at your strengths and, and see like, where am I holding back? Because why would we want to hold back? Like, you know, why? And I have to ask myself that question. So, okay, I know that this is one of my greatest strengths. I know how to do it. I know how to teach other people how to do it. I've taught my clients how to do it. Mm-hmm. But why am I not teaching my team? What's that hesitation? Mm-hmm. And that I think is a, it's a place to give you a lot of opportunity to really look at and evaluate your leadership and your organization. Yes. I think okay. part of the secret um, unspoken conversation, because you know, I, I love to dance there. <laughs> I uh, think part of the secret unspoken conversation about that, the hesitation is if I, if I make them think like me, or if I have them have these same qualities and they're just going to run off and do their own thing. And then I lose some of my A players. Mm-hmm. Mm. I yep. I've my had that happen many times. Yeah. Like my, I lose, <laughs> I lose my team members to their own businesses. Like that's what happens. <laughs> I teach them a lot. They grow like, and we have great relationships. My past employees, like we have great relationships, mm-hmm. but they, they move on to their own stuff and I support them in it. But at the same time, I'm like, I just spent so much time <laughs> building you. That's right. <laughs> now you're gone. You know, and I got to start over. Yes. <gasps> okay. Yes. Yeah. So then the, that begets, the, so, but you see how if we dig deeper, we get better questions because then the question is, how can I continue the relationship and still empower this person to follow their dreams, to do what they want to do so that it can be a win-win because it doesn't have to be an either or. And then that way, uh, you know, that's part of leadership too. Masters, mastery creates mastery. If you're just creating followers, then it's a cult of personality. It's not leadership. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it begets the question of, okay, great. How do I, how do I then continue to um, grow with this person, even as we are all growing together? And it looks like that we're going in different directions, but how can we stay parallel to one another? Okay. I love it. So the other side of this is that, that we do not have all the strengths. So, yeah. you know, we talked about in our last episode that your, your weaknesses or your strengths turned up too high. Mm-hmm. But there are also areas where you just have a gap where it's, you're not wired that way. It's not your skill set. It's not your strength. And so I'm, I I feel like we're going a little bit against ourselves because we're like, there are no strengths or there are no weaknesses. They're all strengths. And now I'm like, no, there are also weaknesses. (laughs) So (laughs) there are some areas and things in your business that you're just not good at. And I feel like we oftentimes as leaders, um, 
try to force ourselves to hang in there in those areas. And we try to force ourselves to manage them and to do well in them and to perform in them. And if you are really, truly a driven individual, you're pretty good at learning to be functional in your weaknesses. But it stops you from spending time in your greatness. Um, Gay Hendricks talks about this in uh, The Big Leap, about how you have your and help me because I know I'm going to say this wrong. So sorry, gay, love your book, but (laughs) going to say it wrong. But he talks about how you have, you know, your, um, your zone of weakness or your zone of incompetence. Then you have your zone of competence. Then you have your zone of excellence, great excellence. And then you have your zone of genius. Genius, And so the first two areas we shouldn't be spending any time in the area. We really want to minimize how much time we spend there. And then the fourth area is where we want to spend our time. So my question that I want to ask all of us, me, you, Mm -hmm. and all of our listeners, Mm -hmm. what is going on right now in those first three zones that's keeping you from your zone of genius? So where are you investing time, energy, and resources into your weakness? Yes. And I'm going to add a little disclaimer to that question because sometimes we get operational when the question is contextual. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to say, what is the identification, the self-identification that you're attached to that would have you live in your zone of, you know, incompetence, et cetera, and not in your zone of greatness? So for, to give you an example, one of the zone, one of the conversations, inner conversations that I have that sometimes keeps me there is you got to do it yourself. Otherwise it's not going to get done. Mm. Or I should be able to do this because I'm the CEO of this company. Like I have an idea of what a CEO is. And if I'm not doing that, then I'm not being a good CEO. When nothing further could be from the truth. It's like you, you get to define what that looks like for you. Good stuff. I like that. Mm-hmm. So this is a title for a book that I want to write at some point. <laughs> good leader, bad manager. Mm-hmm. Because... I feel like that's who I am. I'm a really good leader in the sense of um, enrolling people into a common vision, Mm -hmm. creating a common um, context, getting people motivated about where we want to go. But the management part is really draining to me um, because I like to be able to influence from like an external place. In fact, I do not remember what this modality is, but I have a friend who, you know, it's one of those different things like the Colby or the this or that, where it's kind mm-hmm. of a personality assessment and then tells you about yourself. Mm-hmm. So my results came back and she's like, you're a heretic. I was like, well, that sounds bad. <laughs> she goes, no, it's good. Joan of Arc was a heretic. Jesus was a heretic. Like you're in good company. But this the whole like thing the about- I don't know. I can't remember what it was, but the whole thing about the heretic is the heretic likes to have high levels of influence from an external perspective. So like, yes, I'll go and teach the 5,000, but then I'm going to send you all off on your boat and I'm going to, you know, hang out and do my own thing for a little bit. And then I'll come join you on the boat when I'm ready. Mm -hmm. So for me, the management piece is a little incongruent with my leadership desires and like what I actually want as Mm -hmm. a leader. And so I have to, um, I think that's going to be another level inside of my company is I want more, I want more managers Mm -hmm. so that my managers are highly accountable, highly driven people and I can work with them and then they can help work with everybody else. So I don't feel like I have so many people that need so much from me and I can stay in my strength, which again, managers need to be good with details and I'm not good with details. I'm good with big picture and vision. Yeah. Yeah. 
I love that. I love that because when you understand where you stand and where you want to stand, then you can more easily identify the gaps and then you can put the right butts in the right seats without having this to be, you know, some kind of crisis of consciousness or burnout, you know, uh, band-aid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and instead of just constantly berating myself for, oh, it's Wednesday, I was supposed to do the check-ins with the sales team and see how their midweek calls are going, you know, like I don't have to be the one who does that. I can have somebody else who does that. That's exactly right. Good stuff. I love it too much. (laughs) Okay. So what are some other, can you think of any examples for you that you could give just to help jog people's memories and thoughts around areas where you maybe are spending too much time in those three first three areas? Yeah. um, Because I am a big picture thinker. See, here's, here's like the perfect storm of mediocrity. Here's confession time. Because I'm a big picture thinker, and I can think of the details, like here are the pieces that come together. So I can mm-hmm. actually not just see the big picture, but also like get granular with it, right? Even though I'm not executing yet. But what happens is I'm also a very impatient person. <laughs> I'm also a very impatient person. Add to that the whole, if you want to do it right, you got to get it done yourself. So uh-huh. then before you know it, I'm like, the, the ink isn't even dry on the plan paper and I'm already like writing the email or researching the graphics and what do you think about this and getting, I have no business in Canva, Amy. I have no business <laughs> designing anything graphically. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and then I'll start dibbling my hands in and before you know it, my team comes in, you know, because they're in a different time zone. So I'm up at 12 o'clock or I'm doing this at nine o'clock in the morning. They're going to sleep. And by the time that they come in from the, to the next day, they're like, what did you just do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think sometimes I create even more uh, tasks for them because then they have to undo and fix and correct and up level and elevate everything that I just did at midnight because I didn't want to wait till the next morning. So I have to get really better at here's the, explain the task, explain the vision. Here are the pieces that I think need to be together. What I'm looking for is this visual or this feeling or this tone or this blah, 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 and trust the technicians to handle it. Yeah. Sit on your hands and wait, just like you wait when you're cooking. Like it doesn't take three seconds for the food to be finished. You got to wait. It's the same thing with a project. Can I tell you why that is like what's behind that? Tell me. You're a spiritual creator, right? Uh So people who are spiritual creators, like you spiritually intuitively know that you can speak things into existence. And in the spiritual realm, like it we where I believe that where we came from and where we'll go, like we create through the intentions and through what we speak into existence. Then we're in this mortal realm where you have this gap called time (gasps) and and you have this process called work, right? Which are not they are, they are not normal to us spiritually, just like our, like our physical body as well. So when you look at what people struggle with the most, it's usually like time and discipline follow through in their bodies and money. Like those are people's biggest struggles. It's because they're all foreign to our spirits. Like our spirits have lived on through eons and eons. And they're like, what's this new thing called time? Yeah. I don't, I don't know what, what that is. What's this, new, yeah, what's this <laughs> new process called work? So you already see it done. Yes. You totally nailed it. You totally nailed it. Because as soon as it's out of my brain, I'm like, okay, but what's the holdup? Like, come on, let's, let's do this. You know? <laughs> Why didn't that happen? Like, I just totally created it all. It's already done. Why like, isn't what it is, here? Now I have to wait? What do you mean? Yes, totally. You totally nailed it. Oh my gosh. 
Yep. Spiritual creator right there. Okay. So here's my challenge for everybody. I would love for you guys to go and just spend some time with your notebook and write down what are the areas, the two sides of this coin. So what are the areas of your business that you are holding back your zone of genius and your, you know, maybe have the brakes on there because you're spending time in these other three areas, the excellence, the competence, the incompetence. Mm -hmm. And what are you doing over there that you really shouldn't be doing in order for you to be the best leader possible in your business? Amen. Write them down. Write them down. Okay. I ha I'm going to do the assignment too, you know, because you can't, you can't teach what you don't know and you can't lead where you don't go. So I'm going to do it too. Awesome. All right. Cool, cool. All right. And for all of our listeners, we love hearing from you. Please join us in our private Facebook group, Your Circle of Influence podcast. Make sure that you leave us a comment. Leave us any questions if there's things that you want us to talk about and discuss in future episodes. We are all ears. Thanks so much, everybody. Thanks, everybody.